Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We've been looking at what the Lord says about do not fear. Do not fear. You know, there's not a day that goes by that I don't hear somebody who's a true believer, <coughs> professes to be a true believer, talk about how uh, they fear this or they fear that or the fear they live in. And then a lot of times we'll give it all sorts of names. We'll describe it in different kind of ways that are all reflective of the world, not realizing that we've sort of bought into something here. And so the Lord tells us repeatedly, don't move out of fear. Okay, Let there be no fear, but move in faith. The last couple of episodes, we've been looking at 1 John, the fourth chapter, where in verse 18 it says this, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. <laughs> so fear uh, brings about a punishment. And he says, if you're fearing, if you're walking in fear of that type of thing, then your love is not complete yet. It's not perfected. It hasn't reached the point where it needs to be. The very next verse, verse 19, the Lord says, We love because he first loved us. And that's a biggie right there. Uh, so we need to know that this love isn't something that we just whip up of our own volition. This isn't just something that we decide, okay, I'm going to love. No, that type of love of the flesh will only go so far, shall we say. Even the world has that kind of love. But the type of love that's being addressed here is the type of love that comes from the Most High God. We love and are enabled to love this way because He first loved us. And He literally lives within us as true believers. That's actually the context of what John is addressing right here. Okay, When we first started looking at this, we backed up and looked at a few verses. Uh, start, where was it? At verse 7, where it said, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So he's talking about those that are born of God, that are born again, and the love that they manifest. I want to back up to the beginning of this chapter. That's always a problem. <laughs> In, in Scripture, when you start at a particular place, it's like, okay, you need to know the context, and we'll cover the, the immediate context, and then you want to expand a little more. Okay, you need to know what the, know what the chapter is about. Well, then you need to know what this chapter is about in relationship to the rest of the book, and then that book in relationship to the balance of Scripture, right? And that's good. That's good. But we just sort of chuckle at it, you know, when you're studying, because, you know, you spend a lifetime, you spend a lifetime gleaning these truths. But look what's said at the first part of the fourth chapter. Verse 1 says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone into the world. So you see the context that he's coming out of and this speaking forth of loving one another and not living in fear, okay, but living in the love of the Lord. The context of it is, hey, don't believe everything you hear. Don't believe every spirit. And people get so caught up in this. Uh, I see it happening a lot nowadays where uh, people don't have the wisdom and the insight and the understanding of the Scripture to realize that you can totally love somebody 
You can love somebody, and you can love them by telling them you're not right with God. You may think you're right with God, but you're not right with God. Too often it has to do with the uh, the sin of the day, whatever that may be, and it go, it changes from generation to generation. But sin is sin, and um, sometimes it's said very sincerely. People will sit there and they'll say, "Well, I just I just want that sinner sitting in church with me. I just want him sitting next to me in church." You know what? I understand what you're saying, and I understand the motivation of the heart. But the problem is this: they don't need to be sitting in church. They need to have an encounter with the Most High God. Now, I know most people, if you sort of you know, say that to them, they say, well, that's what I mean. They need to come to church where they, they can experience the Sunday school. They can experience the music. They can experience the preaching, and they'll hear the gospel, and they'll be saved. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Okay, For the most part, the true gospel usually isn't preached in most churches. That is just a sad, harsh reality. Okay, most of the time you're just getting trite little stuff. You're getting things where people are trying to be twice too cute and trying to be impressive and trying to draw people in and trying to be. How many times have I said this? Trying to be relevant, you know, type of thing. No, we see in Romans that it's, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Okay, so the thing is, a lot of times you'll have people that will come in and they're well intended, but they don't know what they've bought into, and he tells us to test these things. Now, in this case, he's saying test every spirit because there was a problem going on here. And the problem is the early form of Gnosticism where people were denying that Jesus really came in the flesh, okay? Or, or that Jesus was just a spirit. There's many, many forms of Gnosticism as it developed. And uh, Gnosis just simply to, means to know. And it spoke of having a, a greater, more intimate knowledge than the average person has. So the Gnostics knew more. They had more insight, that type of thing. And I hope you hear me tongue-in-cheek here, okay? That's how they believed, okay? And so these spirits came in, and and they were misleading people. This is happening today, folks. People come in, they teach, they preach, they say things, and they're misleading people. Verse 2 shows us more about it. It says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So he's saying one of the first things is, if somebody professes that Jesus has come in the flesh, then that spirit's going to be of God. Verse 3, he continues, And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God, this is the spirit of Antichrist, of which you've heard that it is coming, and now it is already in the world. Well, he's touching on a bunch of stuff that we talk about today. He's talking about the Antichrist. We're thinking, well, the Antichrist is yet to come. This is true. The man of lawlessness that will be working within the ultimate outpouring of this spirit of Antichrist. But we see from John right here, First John, that the spirit of Antichrist was already functioning. What is the spirit of the Antichrist? Anything against Christ. <laughs> So if someone comes along and says, no, Jesus didn't uh, come into flesh, and Jesus is not from God, then you know that that is against Christ. So you know it's not true. If somebody confesses that Jesus Christ has come into flesh and is from God, well, you know it's true. If somebody comes in and confesses that Jesus, uh, they believe that he's a great teacher, that he was from God, but that there's many ways to heaven, well, you know that's not true. So that's what he's telling us. He says you need to test these spirits. Verse 4, he continues, You are from God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he who is in you 
than he who is in the world. See, we quote that verse a lot. But do you see the power? Do you see the excitement behind it? He's saying this. Hey, come on, youngins. Because John was very old here. <clears throat> he said, you're from God, little children. And you've overcome them. Overcome who? The spirits of Antichrist. How, well, how have we overcome? Because the one who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And boy, that shows us some truth right there. The problem is we live in abject fear of the one that's in the world rather than living in fear of the Most High God. Now, that doesn't mean that we're flipping about the one that's in the world. Too often believers get very, very flippant, and you don't do that. It's a serious thing, okay? But realize, if you're a true believer, the one that is in you is greater than the one who's in the world. Now, verses 5 and 6 in closing. They are from the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world listens to them. That's speaking of those that are the false prophets, okay? Verse 6. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. He says, you're going to know the spirit of truth because it will resonate within you. And he was telling you, here's what the truth is. If you know this and believe this, then you're of truth. If what I'm telling you, you disagree with, then you are of error. That's a great thing for us to examine ourselves, isn't it? Which are we? Well, my time's up. We'll continue to look at this. Do not fear, folks. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye.